to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by Superbook Sports. That's where you go to take on Vegas this football season. They'll match your first bet up to $1,000 in the Superbook Sports app. TrueMav Fitness, a new way to work out in downtown Nashville in the Gulch. Incredible customized classes, personal training, and an open gym concept to boot. Everything you need to start your fitness journey available at TrueMavFitness.com. Two Rivers Ford, the best car buying experience in the country as far as I'm concerned, but certainly here in Middle Tennessee. Custom order your next Ford from Two Rivers Ford. And Gary Ashton, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the Intel Edge you need to succeed in sports or real estate can be found at GaryAshton.com. So, as we start to look ahead to Indianapolis and understanding that the Titans did sweep the Colts last year and that there was some favorable uh, poor performance by Carson Wentz that helped make that possible. And also, I thought the Titans did well to handle what is their greatest division foe. I think that through all the through all the analysis this year and through the three results that each team has had, particularly with the Colts and the Titans, there's still a lot of questions about both of these teams. Now, some of them are similar questions. The Colts' defense without Darius Leonard has not performed up to expectation, although they did play much better against Kansas City on Sunday. The Colts' offensive line has been a mess, even as one of the highest-paid units in the sport, which is crazy to think about that the Colts would struggle this kind of way, but that has been one of their biggest hindrances. Now, the Titans aren't great on offense uh, on the offensive line either by any stretch of the imagination, and certainly the defense has its own question marks. The secondary and lack of a pass rush is is really, really tough for them to overcome. Now, there will be moments that they do. It just kind of breaks down to, all right, whose weakness in any given week, in any given game, in any particular opponent, whose weakness is going to show up on Sunday. So I think that's the place that we have to start here on A to Z Sports Primetime with your Two Rivers Ford take. Which Titans veteran is most important to the team's success this season? This is an interesting question because you've got a pretty a pretty interesting mix of rookies and veterans playing for this team. Rookies or veterans and young players, second-year guys, rookies who are getting involved in the action. Which is the most important veteran, though, to the team's success? We've talked a great deal about the rookies. We haven't talked about the guys who can help prop this roster up. Carl Clemens with a great answer. Ryan Tannehill, the most important veteran uh, to the team's success because obviously they go. As the quarterback goes, I had the question asked of me today. I did my uh, Instagram Q&A that we do on the A to Z Sports Instagram story every Tuesday, for those of you who are unaware. And I was asked, uh, in fact, the last question that I answered today out of like 30 some odd that we got to, is Tannehill still going to be on the roster next year? And my overwhelming answer is yeah. Like, yeah, I, I don't think, and I made this case before, like it's far easier for Kevin or uh, for Ryan Tannehill to get right and to maintain the final year of his contract, for example, than it would be Derrick Henry. 
Um, now, I think, you know, Taylor Lewan is probably gone. They're going to shuffle some veteran parts for certain as they try and restructure their salary cap and get ready for the big payday that is coming Jeff Simmons' way. Perhaps a contract for Nate Davis, Amani Hooker already having signed an extension as well. So I think that when you look at this situation, you have to uh, you have to kind of consider multi a multitude of factors. But Tannehill is a pretty good one. Brian Malone says not named Tannehill. No, I think Tannehill's a fair uh, nominee if you want to make uh, if you want to make it Tannehill. If you want to make it otherwise, either way, it's your Two Rivers Ford take, and it's presented by Two Rivers Ford. That is where you go for guarantees because there's not a lot of those when it comes to the cost of things these days, especially when you have to wonder what interest rates will be in the future. But my friends at Two Rivers Ford, as usual, are always making things easy for you because they are offering great guarantees like great prices and a locked-in interest rate when you custom order a 2023 model year Ford. Right now, you can custom order an Explorer like the one I drive. The F-150, Ranger, Edge, Bronco, Sport, Escape, or Mustang. And they'll guarantee 2.9% APR for 60 months for all qualified buyers. So you can order now and lock in a great rate for whenever you start paying. Plus $500 bonus cash on top of their already low prices. The best prices and guaranteed rates all at a locally owned dealership with non-commissioned salespeople. So custom order your next Ford from Two Rivers Ford. So... Who is the most important veteran for this team to have success? Tannehill is probably the best possible answer given how much the uh, dependency on the quarterback in this league is, obviously. MB says, who knows about Tannehill? We could end up with a top five pick and we can draft one of the top quarterbacks coming out way too early to predict. Uh, I think that they I think that they would benefit far more from getting an offensive line to help a veteran quarterback than starting over with a rookie. But that's just my position on the situation. And yes, it's far too early and they've just won their first game. And God knows how they'll finish in the draft order should they even make the playoffs. It certainly seems to be a stretch given a lot of their limitations. But I think that uh, as far as guys who you know are going to be here, and there's not a ton of guys that you know definitively are going to be here. Um, I think Kevin Byard's name is one that is often discussed, but it even still, it somehow feels slightly underappreciated. Talk earlier in the week, it's about this being your 100th game. Had a pick in the end zone on that, had a play at the end. I mean, how how crazy is it that you've been in 100 of these now and how good was it to make such an impact in this one? Yeah, just grateful and thankful. Um, like I said, to get to 100 games, it almost feels unbelievable. Don't even doesn't feel like 100 games, but like you said, to get an interception, to make a big play, uh, down in the red zone on the goal line, and then obviously to make a play at the end of the game. Uh, definitely a special day for me, and um, just a special moment. You know, these moments I'm going to cherish. Uh, you just never know how many more you're going to get. So just happy we was able to get a win. I was able to make a play to help the team win. So that's Kevin Byard, who played in his 100th game on uh, 100th game on Sunday. He got an interception that helped seal the win or protect the lead as they went through this thing and stressed you guys out in the interim. He has been a stalwart. He has been a staple of what makes this franchise successful, and he does a lot for that defense to make sure that everybody is in position. Byard and Hooker now will be in Tennessee together for quite some time. Amani Hooker signed a shorter-term extension, a three-year deal that 
gets a great value for the Titans and also uh, keeps him with his running mate who he will have tremendous amounts of success with and they can help solidify things around them in the secondary with Fulton, with McCreary. Um, we'll see what role Caleb Farley ends up playing for this team in some form or fashion. Major Key says, I hope KB retires a Titan. You know, I want to talk about uh, guys like Byard and Lawan from that standpoint because I do think that there's an overwhelming sense that those are the kind of guys who end up playing their full careers in one spot, which is a very difficult thing to do. And by the way, beyond their control, we'll do that here in just a second, right after I tell you about TrueMath Fitness, a new way to work out is available to you at TrueMath, a new way to get in shape, a new way to maximize your fitness potential. TrueMath Fitness is an incredible boot camp style, 45 minute class, no workout ever re repeated or recycled. If you're a Nashville resident or a Middle Tennessee resident, your first class is free. They also have an open gym concept as well as one-on-one -on -one personal training that is offered. You can customize your price, your classes, all these different things. Membership, for example, if you want the full package, like I have, $160 a month, very, very cost-effective, gets you unlimited classes as well as access to that open gym in the Gulch, great location in downtown Nashville and classes for any level of fitness, TrueMathFitness.com to start your fitness journey today. I'm uh, I'm really fired up about the work that we're doing with TrueMath and certainly uh, with the goal of 200 by Super Bowl, we're going to get there. Forget fitness says Frankie dad bods all day. No, Frankie, it's listen, I, uh, I'm certain that you're okay with uh, what you're, you're, uh, for lack of a better term, sagging physique. But if you have a significant other in your life, maybe think about them as well as you start to let yourself deteriorate. Or perhaps you are not as respectful uh, to the needs of others as you are to your need for chicken wings and beer and all kinds of other stuff. Listen, it's a tough adjustment. I'm having a change. I've had to change my diet substantially uh, because of the weight that I put on during COVID. And True Math Fitness is going to help me hit my. Weight loss goals. All right. So, um, Byron and Lawan, uh, a couple of interesting case studies as far as like what happens beyond what happens beyond their careers as Titans here. Lawan, it feels like has the biggest or the highest percentage chance of just calling it after he gets cut because he is almost almost guaranteed to be cut by this team. It is unlikely that an extension would make sense. His body continues to fail him. They cannot rely upon him to be out there. At some point, they need to have consistency and stability return at a very, very critical and premium position. It's not Taylor's fault that his body is failing him, but that is the reality of the situation, and they save a ton of money by moving on uh, from the final year of his contract. So we'll see if he retires. We'll see if he still wants to play. I would be surprised if he wants to play somewhere else. And he has a very lucrative broadcast career that is uh, awaiting him ahead if he were to shift more of his focus into uh, the barstool situation. So Lawan, I think it makes sense. Kevin Byard feels a bit like Jarrell Casey in the idea that Kevin Byard's going to play a long time in this league. And at that position, it's easier to last a little longer uh, at safety. Now, maybe not play at the level that Kevin Byard does. And by the way, still playing at a very high level, but I, 
you know, it almost feels like I think Kevin Byard would also like to retire as a Titan, but as they kind of see how the rest of his career goes and how the rest of this contract plays out, I'll uh, pull up his contract just for reference because I'm kind of curious about the structure of it since we're talking about potential releases at the end of the season. Uh, five years, 70, uh, $70.5 dollars. This is the fourth year of the uh, extension. Um, so six years in total, the contract four he is four years in to the extension that was given to him. He has a significant dead cap hit in 2023 and it gets cut almost in half for 2024. There are the ability uh, there is the ability to um, maneuver that contract in 25 and 26 because Kevin Byard by the end of this current deal will still only be, 31 years old, which is not bad at all by any stretch of the imagination, particularly at safety. So I think that uh, I think there's a lot of different things that come into play, but the veteran advantage that the Titans have had and continue to have this year, provided some of these guys get healthy, I do think uh, goes a long way. Um, Aubrey Calvin says, we just finished week three and we're talking about the offseason. Oh, well, somebody asked about Kevin Byard retiring a Titan. So I went down a, I went down a rabbit hole, Aubrey. You're going to be okay. It's not like we're not going to spend uh, you know, I've got, what is it, Tuesday? I've got what? Um, let's see, nine more hours of sports talk radio, two more podcasts to do, two more episodes of primetime to do this week. So at some point, you're going to get your football. Like, I think, God, it's it's honestly one of the th- biggest things that frustrates me about football season. There's all kinds of batshit crazy stories across sports, and all anybody wants to talk about is football. I get it. Football keeps me in business. Football keeps you guys engaged. I love football. Because it pays my mortgage in big ways, and we love that. But, uh, you know, I also think it's uh, incredibly irritating that should you just divert from the football, for any, and we're still talking football, by the way, but just a slight diversion from the football. Give me my football. Talk about football. Week four, Colts. <laughs> um, but, yes, the Colts game coming up this weekend, and there will be a couple of different positions that need to be evaluated, particularly – Defensive back and receiver at this point, which we've kind of talked about all offseason long. Now, the conversation around the defensive backs has changed and something that I think we can get into here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, which Titans position needs to improve the most, the defensive backs or the wide receivers? Which group are you looking at and saying they need to take the next step for this team to be able to have success. Because against the Colts, who looked like they got a little right on Monday and they played a uh, home uh, played a home game and uh, certainly played a home game against the Chiefs, won that home game against the Chiefs, which will carry good momentum for the crowd heading into Lucas Oil on Sunday. Not that the Colts-Titans uh, crowds are ever lacking. They always seem to bring out the best and you know occasionally the worst of people who get involved in these games, but certainly it is going to be a rock raucous environment. Um, which Titans position group needs to improve the most wide receivers, or defensive backs talk about it together right after I tell you about two rivers Ford, rather the Ashton real estate group of Remax advantage is what I'll tell you about first. That's where you go for the Intel edge. Cause I already told you about two rivers Ford. Gary Ashton will get you that Intel you need to succeed with the best team, with the best properties, with the best information 
humanly possible. They also, if you are in the local area, are hiring. They want to add you to the Ashton team. They added 65 new agents last year, and they want you to start your career and reach your potential with them. GaryAshton.com is where you go for the Intel edge you need to succeed with the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators. So, defensive backs or wide receivers, where do you need to see the most improvement? You know, I think the wide receiver stuff has been spotty. Robert Woods looked really good um, in extended work on Sunday. Uh, Traylon Burks was not as big a focal point, although I think he showed some promise in the first two weeks. Kyle Phillips obviously didn't play on Sunday against the Raiders, dealing with a shoulder injury. We won't get the first injury report of the week, by the way, until tomorrow afternoon, so you have to stay tuned for that to see the status of Bud Dupree and Ola Adaini and Kyle Phillips as well, Ugo Amadi, guys who missed the last game and will be needed in some form or fashion, in some, uh, uh, in, yeah, as I said, in some form or fashion against the Colts to be able to have success and potentially handle an inferior opponent. Um, MB is going off the board and saying the offensive line, they need to play four quarters. Yes, but I think the offensive line is a is a is a deeper issue because what they have on the offensive line is what they have. Like the offensive line is not going to get substantially better. I can't imagine they get substantially worse. Although, you know, as soon as I say that, uh, what's, uh, what's my guy's name from Vanderbilt? Um, Odangbo, uh, Odangbo go out there and have a five sack performance the way that Chandler Jones did in week one of 2021. Now that I've said that the offensive line for the Colts, uh, or that the offensive line for the Titans is not getting substantially worse at this point. Defensive backs, though, is the place that I worry because without the pass rush, and we don't know about the situation with pass rush just yet, um, it is it is significantly limiting, especially when you're working with a younger secondary. This is certainly an, uh, an, a secondary that if Farley is going to play in some form or fashion, although it does not seem like he will, they are not going to have the kind of wiggle room that a good pass rush or even an average pass rush would help make up for them. But I do think that getting Robert Woods going in the offense was big. I think that Ryan Tannehill trusts him. I think that Traylon Burks is kind of the thing that we still don't know a lot about three weeks into the season, a month into the season. But the wide receivers have the ability to elevate this offense. The defensive backs are a question that is still very much in flux. Yeah, I, guess in the, I was just going to say, in the, in the second half, obviously, things didn't go as well. What, what do you think changed from I think they, they played us pretty well, starting to get after us, uh, kind of got after the quarterback a little bit, um, attacking the ground game. But really, it was just we just got to play our game, um, stay poised. Um, it was either either time or points, and we just got to finish with points, obviously. Um, but we, we controlled the clock at the end. You had a couple of explosive plays in the first half. There were some other games that moved the chains. How much of the pass game opened up there in the run game of what y'all need to do that first half? Yeah, I think uh, – Myself, um, Nick, um, Traylon, uh, I think all the guys being able to, Jeff, um, all the guys playing fast, being able to get to certain spots fast, um, was able to, um, they, were trying to, they were trying to get after the run, they were blitzing and stuff like that, finding the soft spots in the zones, playing fast, all the guys getting to their locations. I think that allowed us to play fast, open up the pass game, and then uh, really just back them up, um, have to res respect the pass game. We have a great back. Um, when we do that, um, he's going to get it done on the ground. 
So that's Robert Woods meeting with the media after the win over the Raiders. The uh, the Aubrey Calvin brings up the offensive line, though, going back to that. Do you think the tackle we picked up today was a good pickup? Um, so LaRaven Clark is somebody who's been in the league for a while. He's played uh, some football. He started a fair amount of games at this point during his time in the league. But uh, the last memory that I have of LaRaven Clark is <sighs> – I think it was Anthony Costanzo that went down for the Colts and LaRaven Clark. I'm pretty sure the Colts drafted LaRaven Clark. So LaRaven Clark comes into the game um, against the Colts and single-handedly neutralizes Phillip Rivers because he cannot, for the life of him, protect Phillip Rivers, who moves very poorly uh, at that stage in his career. Now, Ryan Tannehill is a more mobile quarterback. I don't think that LaRaven Clark is going to unseat anybody. I think it's just, hey, you, we need a body there, and this guy's played some football. So experience, I think, uh, I think is the biggest thing there. So, you know, more depth is better than less. And without Lawan, they certainly needed to add a, another physical body. Jordan Ruse is somebody who is also, uh, I think, a player that they like as an undrafted rookie free agent. So Dennis Daly, okay, not great, but not terrible this week. I don't think that LaRaven Clark is going to unseat somebody like Dennis Daly. Dennis Daly has played better football than LaRaven Clark in a larger sample size. So I would not, uh, I would not spend too much time thinking about what lies beyond what you currently have. Because what you currently have is already a bit of a tough scene, but they are, uh, they are making up as much ground as they can. So let's wrap things up with a gone viral video uh, and get you to the rest of your Tuesday evening. A funny video that producer Reed was able to pull. Who is the most famous person you played with or against in high school football? If you did play high school football, I'm going to assume that a, a good portion of you have, uh, you know, depending on where you played football, there are a lot of famous names that have come out of uh, you know, the uh, Atlanta area for because uh, I know we do have a lot of contingent of people who do watch the show in Atlanta. Um, Middle Tennessee has produced some really nice college and pro prospects in the last couple of years. I have one pro that I played against and one pro that I played with, although the former is certainly the more famous name. Who is the most famous player that you played with or against in high school football? because there's a pretty funny video of some guys that used to play against Derrick Henry in high school that I'm going to show to you in just a second. Right after I remind you that Superbook Sports is where you go to get in on the action this football season. You can take the fight to Vegas. You can get one over on the odds makers that they have. Superbook Sports is going to give you the best odds lines for every game of the NFL regular season as well as odds boosts on local teams for you to get in on the action. No fancy computer algorithms, no guys across the bond, uh, pond setting the lines for American sports, just the best team of odds makers in the business behind the counter at the Superbook in Las Vegas. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, who's the most famous player you played with or against in high school, let me know in the comment section while you watch a video that the Titans put together of some guys who had to go up against high school version of Derrick Henry. Hey! 
High school, I played at Atlantic Coast. I led our team in tackling our first year. As a middle linebacker, it was my first year when we played Derrick Henry. It was very easy to tackle other players, but Derrick was not human. I mean, it's a Florida thing. You know about Emmitt Smith, but then next thing you know, you start hearing about a kid named Derrick Henry. 300-yard games, 400-yard games, 500-yard games. You see this guy run out 250 pounds, and you're thinking, oh, man, that's a running back. And there goes Derrick Henry for the Hornets. I do remember looking at Derrick across the field, and he was 6'4 in middle school. I stared him up and down, and he's just, I mean, massive. I've never seen a player that big, that fast, that strong, could cut like that. And I just remember thinking, I really hope he doesn't run my way. That's all number 22, Derrick Henry. All Derrick Henry. <laughs> I got close to him on this play. It was just <laughs> not close enough. At this point, there was two yards between us, and then next frame, there's five yards between us. And he's off to the races. And after that, it just keeps expanding. There's no shot at beating him. I'm running as fast as I could, and I hit him. I leave my feet, and he just got like boost and then scored a touchdown. As I hit play here, I see them give him the ball. I totally whiffed on the guy, I'm not gonna lie, because he's, he's really fast. I jump outside, and he cuts it back inside, and then I dive at his foot. I see him walking to the pylon. That's how I break that down. Just a really good player making a play. <laughs> At the time, you're thinking, this guy's all hyped up. I can tackle him. He hit me, and I went backwards so hard, and my little buckle that you, you put your chin strap into was cracked right in half. <laughs> I'm on the edge. I'm watching Derrick Henry for a run, and then he just cuts it up. He's got it. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm chasing the entire time. That's all we did. Oh, uh, damn. Don't show the score. <laughs> he still haunts me at home. Anytime my son stiff arms somebody or he plays Madden, he always has to ask, is that what Derrick Henry did to you? He's out to get me, it <laughs> seems like. Seeing Derrick Henry now in the NFL doing the same thing he did to us in high school, stiff arming grown men. Oh, have some of that! Some of the stuff he does to those guys on the field, especially those stiff arms, it's brutal. Throws a man down! Oh my! He can't help but laugh at it because he's been doing this since he was a little kid. But we literally was chasing this man 10 years ago. Eric Henry, And people still chasing this man. So a pretty cool piece put together by the Titans on guys who played against Derrick Henry in high school. The uh, I don't it wasn't Derrick Henry, but he's probably one of the best offensive linemen of his generation, uh, who I went against in high school by the name of Zach Martin. Current, uh, I believe he's the right guard for the Dallas Cowboys. He has been that size since high school. He was the uh, the team. He was on the team that we played. In semi-state, my junior year, we did end up advancing. The name of the school that Zach Martin went to is called Bishop Chittard in Indianapolis. Um, the, the team that I played for may have won, but I did not win because Zach Martin summarily planted me in the ground over and over and over again for 60 minutes because he was giant, he was bigger, he was faster, he played both ways, and I stood zero chance. Uh, and, and nobody did. He was just unbelievable unbelievable player did he play guard in high school he was the left tackle 
um, in high school, and he was also an interior defensive lineman as well. The dude was unfreaking believable when it came uh, just just to watch in in real life, and you know to get run over by and just hit harder than anything I've ever been hit by in my life. Felt like literally getting hit by a car. Uh, Josh Norman and Earl Thomas haven't been the same since. Brian Malone says talking about uh, talking about Derrick Henry. Um, so who's the most famous player that you played against in high school? Sean Lutterlow says he played against Todd Gurley, North Carolina all day. I bet that was quite the treat. Jesse Norwood says played against Juwan Jennings. Hopefully he didn't step on you the way he did to a Vanderbilt player. Aubrey Calvin says played with Kendall Langford in Quentin, Spain and played against Morgan Moses, a couple of pro offensive linemen, Kendall Langford, I believe a defensive lineman. Um, who was drafted by the Rams, I want to say. I know the name, um, if not the career. Uh, Buck, you could have caught Henry in high school. My money is on you, bud. You know, listen to me. I uh, I ran, I think at my height, I was I was, a, I was not a fast person. <laughs> Still not a fast person, obviously. Um, I think at my fastest, I was barely getting under uh, 5.0 in a 40-yard dash. So uh, straight line speed was not your boy's strength. Uh, but no, I don't think I could have caught six four. Derek Henry. I mean, I'm six two, two uh, eighteen as of this morning. Derek is six foot four, two hundred and sixty pounds. Okay, uh, and it sounds like he was pretty close to that in high school. So tough scene uh, at that uh, at that point. All right, that's going to do it for us tonight. I hope you guys enjoyed the primetime show. As always, thank you for your participation. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Sunday through Thursday night. Two more primetime shows to do. We'll be back tomorrow to uh, get into some analysis from Greg Cosell. Be looking for the install, the name of the podcast that I do with Greg Cosell, wherever you get your podcasts. Tomorrow on the radio show, you heard some Mike Keith highlights of Derrick Henry Runs. The voice of the Titans will be on the radio show at 10.20 a.m. with us tomorrow. So I hope to hang out with you from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. And if I don't catch you then, I will see you tomorrow night on A to Z Sports Prime Time. See you guys. There's All right, Prater. we haven't scored a point since I came in here. I am gone, guys. What? what that's but, it? But we got a couple more questions. No, All that's right. it. <laughs> Peace out by the GM. <laughs>